Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. Welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on in the world today. I'm just excited about what God is doing. Um, in this hot weather we got over here, I'm just excited about what God is doing. Today, I want to uh, uh, bring the conclusion of the uh, message from last week, uh, Mercy Part 2. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Father, God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you on behalf of those here with me this evening and those that are watching the television broadcast or are listening to the podcast. I've made it re receiving this message today. I ask that you touch every liberal soul, break yokes in their lives, let your word come alive in their lives. Meet the needs of their lives in Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bible. Mercy. Mercy is something, as I said before, that um, as I always say, mercy is really important for all of our lives. Mercy is something that we need. Mercy is something that uh, um, we all have to take part in each day that we live and, and, and as we breathe in this world, mercy is something that we have to use wisely and allow God to bless our lives with it. Go with me to the book of Psalms 103 and verse 8, and let's talk about mercy. Psalms 103 and verse 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Let me read it again. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Mm. You know anybody like that? When we think about this, about the Lord, he's plenteous in mercy. Look at that verse, look at that verse. Let's look at it one more time. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He got lots of mercy to offer us. I said the Lord has lots of mercies to offer us when we do not deserve it. That's what I like about God. He's God all by himself. He and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. They're, they're, they're wonderful. They're looking out for our best interest, but we're not looking out for our best interest. We're looking out for uh, uh, things that are not our best interest and it jacks us up along the road. But the scripture here says something interesting. That the Lord is merciful and gracious. Unlimited favor, gracious. He's gracious unto us. He's merciful unto us. He's merciful. He doesn't have to be. He's not, he doesn't have to be. But he's merciful. And some of the things that we do in life, the Lord is merciful to us. He doesn't have to show mercy, but he does. He doesn't have to be gracious, 
but he is. That's something to think about. The Lord is gracious to us when he don't have to be. Because some of us have not been faithful to him. Well, nobody else for that fact. But then it says he's slow to anger, not like us again. The Lord isn't like us. The Lord doesn't lose his head over every little thing you do. He's slow to anger because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. So therefore, he's slow to anger. He's not like us. See, we want God to pour judgment down on people right away. We want God to wipe them out, wipe them out. <laughs> Because we don't like what they did to us. We don't like what they said to us. We want God to wipe them out now, not tomorrow. We ain't having no mercy. But God, the living God is slow to anger because he cares. So see, the difference with us and God is this. One, he's God. Two, he sees on the heart. We don't. We see on the outer appearance. We see on the outer appearance only. That's what we base things off. Of. She looks pretty. I like her. The next thing you know that she's a monster, a little devil. He's a devil. He looks good. He smells good with his cologne on. He's a devil. I'm not kidding you. But we learn about God that he's slow to anger. What's that? That 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 uh, uh uh me and my wife uh some time ago watched that movie called Sing, the first one, and it had a I think it's a sloth sloth, sloth in it. You know how slow that sloth is? <laughs> He's slow. He's moving his hair like this. And then he sticks it out to push the button. God is slower than that with his anger. God is slow to show anger towards us. Amen. But we're not. We're quick to pick up a knife, a gun to shoot somebody because we're angry with them. Oh, yeah, come on. Come on. But the thing with God, he's slow to anger. And he got plenty of mercy. He's got plenty of mercies to give us when we don't deserve no mercy. He got plenty of mercies to offer. Even before we were born, he has mercies to offer. Plenty of them. Driving mercy. Traveling mercy. Walking down those dark alleys and walking down the street late at night, mercy. He got mercy. Plenty, plenty to offer you. You make mistakes, mess up on your job. Mercies is showing. You got plenty of mercies to give. Let's move on. Let's go to go to Luke 150. Luke chapter 1, verse 50, always King James Version. Luke chapter 1, verse 50. Look at that verse. And his mercy, listen to this, listen to this. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Look at that verse. And his mercy is on them that fear him 
from generation to generation. Oh, y'all don't, y'all ain't getting that. God mercy and with them and on them that fear him from one generation to another. There's a, your family members, man. Some of your family members may get skipped over with that mercy because of what they're doing. But then there's some people in the next generation that God is going to show his mercies to. I'm serious. I'm serious. God mercies to go from one generation to the next in a family. I know all y'all know about generational curses. Families have generational curses, and some fam have, families have generations of mercies from God. Because it's from one generation to the other of them that fear him. Got to fear God. You got to fear God enough that you obey what he says. That's, 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 that's a, saying I believe God does not mean that you obey him. It simply means that I believe God. The, the Bible makes it plain that the devil believes God's word and trembles. So therefore, believing God's word is not enough. You got to know him. Amen. You got to know him according to this word because that word is not changing. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. God is mercy. Go from one generation to the other. Think about this verse. From one generation to the other. Ever notice how some people are more blessed than others? You ever notice how some people get more mercy than others? And it ain't faded to them. It's just simply God, mercy, God. Because you got to understand something about God. You read your Bible, you're going to find out that people that serve God and pray before God, God honors those prayers. And they walk before God and they pray for their family. Some old mother, great-grandmother was praying for her great-grand that they would grow up and get to know God and all his mercies follow their life. And boom, she's gone. But those mercies have come down to that generation of the grandchildren. Having God's mercy flow from generation to generation. It's, 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 it's just interesting to see about God's mercy, how it can flow from those that fear him from one generation. You long gone in God's mercy. So move. I was talking to a friend of mine some years ago, and he was telling me how he's been blessed all his life. He said, that's why I've never had a problem getting a job. I never had this. I never I always know. Only time things got going wrong with me when I start walking out of God's world, when I start messing up, things start going wrong. Everything starts going, every single thing goes wrong. Soon as I start deviating from what I'm supposed to be doing, everything going wrong. Uh, I said, what do you mean? Oh, man, I started getting tickets all of a sudden. And then this happening, and this happening, and this happening. I just did a key that he went off key, but he didn't tell me what he did. I found out later, and it was a big thing. It was a little small thing. He made a big, giant mess, and God's mercy only sustained him to a point. What happened was because he kept going outside, he made a huge mess. Flesh is a mess. Flesh will cause you to lose out with God's mercy. Flesh will cause you to lose out with God's blessings. You got to bring your flesh, this body, this flesh that we live in under subjection to the word of God. So it don't mess you up and cause you to lose out with God. Mm -hmm. 
curse your family. Be careful. You got you, you to gotta be careful of the things you do and say to people. So God's mercy is going from one generation to the next generation because those people fear God and walk before him. See, to fear God, you're going to walk before him. Amen. All right, listen to this. The Bible says, as you, not nobody else, listen to this. The Bible said, as you see the light, you walk there and you have to see the light of God's word and you have to walk there and you want the mercy of God to follow you. There it is. It says, as you see the light, as you read God's word, you'll see what he has to say. You have to walk there and let God bless your life. We, 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 we like to be religious and we like to uh, uh, impress people. But I'm going to tell you something. Stop doing that. Stop trying to impress people and live right before God. Because you spending all this time to impress people does not amount to eternal blessings. You may get some respect from a few people or whatever, but it's not going to amount respect from God. It's not going to amount blessing from God, and it sure won't amount from deliverance from God Amen. when you need it. That is mercy. That is mercy. His mercy endures forever. That's why he said it goes from one generation to the other. But the problem here is today, People don't fear God. They're more in tune in what they can get. Wealth. The whole world is wrapped up in wealth. The whole world is wealth up in success. Nothing wrong with success. Nothing wrong with wealth. Well, you should put God in front of you so he can guide you to your success and your wealth one day at a time. This scripture here tells us, look at that verse one more time. His mercy is on them that fear him. See, this, this, is, this, really, this is really, really important that you understand that it's God's, oh my goodness. When you fear God, you can expect his mercy to move in your behalf. The scripture says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will acquire in the house of the Lord. But you got to be able to let the mercies and goodness follow you. You can't be doing no shady stuff and expecting God's mercy to follow you. You can't be doing shady stuff and expect God's goodness to follow your life. That's, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. The Bible says here in this verse, and it's very plain. His mercies on them that fear him from generation to generation. You gotta fear God and obey him. You gotta allow God to work with you in your daily living, but you gotta allow him. If you don't allow God to work with you in your daily living, you will be lost. Oh, I know. Uh, it has some music. <laughs> that ain't moving God. It's gonna move him when we obey his word. Let's move on. Let's go to Hosea chapter 6. Hosea chapter 6. 
and verse and verse six. Look at that verse. Isaiah chapter six every now and then I got fighting with this Bible of mine. Okay. Isaiah, Hosea chapter six, verse six says, I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. I'm gonna read it again. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Did you get it? Do you understand what this, this, this scripture is saying? No, look, look over one more time. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. God desires that you show mercy. A lot of people like to bring some money up, drop it in the plate, but have no mercy toward other people. They drop the offering in a plate. Some women like to cook for the pastors, feed them and all this stuff, but they won't show no mercy. But God said, I'd rather see mercy to your sacrifices. You sacrifice in your rent money, you sacrifice in your car, because the preacher told you to, but you still will not show other people mercy. You got iniquity and bitterness and hatred and malice in your heart. And you coming up, dropping some money up and sacrificing, saying, Lord, I'm giving you, I'm sacrificing, giving this extra money. I have you not doing God no favor because you want to obey his word. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have a more abundantly. And that's where his mercy is. He wants you to do some mercy, and you offer up your so-called nasty sacrifices to him, and you won't do right. You won't live right. You won't treat right. You talk. Oh, you won't treat people right. You talk behind people back like a dog. You show no mercy, but yet you show dollars. You think that's gonna get you by? You will never get by before God with that. God deals with the heart. God looks on the side of the heart of man. He said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know about God? Because we like to deceive people. We like to psych people. We like to suit people up. We go to work, some of us, depending on the type of job you have, all looking cool, all dressed well. Either with your fancy uh, corporate dress on, a, a suit on, or whether you're a janitor, whatever you go, you're trying to impress somebody, psych somebody, and you despise them and hate them. You work with people that you personally hate. I hate them. I can't stand them because they're black. I can't stand them because they're white. I can't stand the Chinese. I can't stand the Koreans. You just fall over malice and hatred. Amen. And yet, you're going to ask God to have mercy on you. You are not. You're a total nutcase. Have mercy on you for what? 
You won't show nobody no mercy. You sacrifice your money and give it to the church. You sacrifice it, but you won't show nobody no mercy. Verse 6 says, oh, Hosea, chapter 6, it says, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. He wants you to have knowledge of him. God wants you to have knowledge of who he is and what he can do. He wants you to have knowledge of his saving grace and his mercy towards you and others. Not those burnt off. Not those fake tears that you shed. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, not those fake tears. Amen. Stop lending people money. If you're going to hate them when they can't pay you back. Stop lending money to people that you're going to hate later. Don't give it to them or don't give them nothing at all. Because it's best that you don't have malice and hatred. And I keep telling you people, stop stealing from your job. I'm not stealing. I'm just borrowing. That's not yours. It belongs to the company. Y'all guys and girls, who jacked my brain up with that one? Oh, his belong. I, I just bought it home. It's not yours, is it? No. Where did you get it from? Oh, I brought it home from my job. Well, it belongs to your job. Oh, yeah, but I, 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 I just leave it where it belongs. We got to do righteousness if we really truly want to reap God's mercy and grace in our lives. So it could go from generation to generation, as the scripture just said, we read before. But the scripture here says that this is something God himself desired from us. That he, we desired us to do mercy. Oh, y'all folks thought he meant show him mercy? Show God mercy? <laughs> Let's be real. God don't need you to show him no mercy. He would have been here before you and he'll be here after you. It's you that need God to show mercy. You know why? Because without God, we ain't going to be able to succeed in anything. Oh, in the natural, you could do something. But true success comes from God. God wants you to show other people mercy. Not hypocritically. Some people show people mercy hypocritically. Why they doing something to help the person? They already summing it up. And all you folks and preachers out there. Hear me. Stop calling yourself helping somebody. You got to videotape the whole thing. You got to have somebody with their camera, they, they, either a, they, they phone, videotape it, or you got a camera having somebody videotaping. You taking somebody some food. That's not showing mercy. That's just simply looking to be seen so everybody can know that you're doing something. The Bible says what you're doing, sick or every word and overlay. Amen, amen. Oh, you think I didn't know. Y'all guys, I see all these videos that come out. Oh, I'm taking them some. Look at me. I'm taking them some food. You carry in the box. And you got somebody videoing And then you give it some money. I'm giving you. Look how I'm giving out the money out. You ain't helping them. You hindering them. You ain't doing nothing but being seen. I'll read the scripture to you again. The scripture says in verse 6. Of Hosea said, I desire mercy, not your fake sacrifices. And the knowledge of God. 
That's when you're doing something. When you got the knowledge of God, you can go talk to somebody about God and how he can help them and how he can bless them. Just imagine all the week when I met the man in the street that I started, told my wife, come on over here, Maxine, and videotape this while I'm giving him some money to talk to him. I would have been bad as you guys. There will be no reward before God from that because I didn't do it for God. Glory, I did it for God. You ain't psyching me. Some of y'all, y'all need to get on the altar. Y'all don't know a thing about who God is. And you talk about you videotaping, so you giving somebody some food. I spent $50 on food. I want you to know I spent $50. So look at me taking this food to them. There's people that don't even know God. I want to get this clear. There's people, and I've seen many stories about this, people that don't know God, never will know God. They show mercy to the hungry. They go feed them, not looking for zero in return. And here you are, videotaping so everybody can see you. Mm -hmm. So you can look good, right? You've been exposed, buddy. Y'all people need to know where you're sending your money to. These guys are doing this to be seen. Amen. Let's move on real quick. Let's go to Romans 9.18. I'm serious. You better know. You got to do this God's way, not Joel's way. Joel's way ain't working. It never has, and it never will. Joel's way don't work. I have no idea who Joel is. 9.18 of Romans says, look at that verse. It says, therefore he hath mercy. Listen to this verse, folks. Therefore he hath mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will harden. And whom he will he will harden. I'll read it again. Therefore have it, therefore has he a mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will harden. Ha! See when I talk about mercy with God? You ain't nobody special. He's going to pick who he wants to have mercy on. Because he knows he can't have mercy on everybody because everybody is not going to do right. He'll have mercy on the heart of the person that wants to do right. Amen. It's not a joke. It's not a charade. It's not a show. God. Have mercy on whom I'm, that's why I tell people that you can't run around prejudging people. Don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume because you don't know. You don't know what's going on with people. Stop prejudging people. Learn to have mercy so God can show mercy to you. Learn to show other people mercy. If you want God to give mercy to you, if you want God's grace on your life, show other people mercy. Amen. Show people kindness. Show people grace. And show people the goodness of God has done for you. Bow your head. Let me pray for those for the TV broadcast real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this broadcast right now. Meet the needs of these people. Break every yoke, oh God. Save, deliver, and make free. Help them understand your mercies and show your mercy to them in Jesus' name. Amen. You need to understand that the mercies of God are real. The mercies of God has always been real. whether we deserve it or not. There's a song I want to sing to you real quick. <clears throat> I've sung this song before, if I get it right tonight. 
All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Mercy rewrote my life. Mercy rewrote my life. I could have fallen down, my soul cast down. But mercy rewrote my life. Oh, yeah, I travel this road all wrong. My heart had lost this joy and its song. But God placed me where I am. Oh, yes. But mercy rewrote my life. My mistakes, God turned into miracles. Hallelujah. The tears, he turned into joy. God bless y'all. Mercy rewrote my life. Oh, yes. It was mercy that rewrote my life. It's mercy that can rewrite your life tonight. Let's amen, move on. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. It's mercy amen. that can rewrite your life. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Psalm 94. Let's go to Psalm 94. Oh Hallelujah. 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 Psalm 94. <clears throat> Psalm 94 and verse 18. Listen to this. When I said my foot slippeth, thy mercies, O Lord, help me up. Help me up. Let me read it one more time. Psalm 94 and 18 says, When I said my foot slippeth, thy mercies, O Lord, help me up. Mercy. Rewrote my life. Oh, yes. Mercy. Rewrote my life. That song is that verse. When my foot was slipping back in the sin. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. When my foot was slipping, I said, oh, Lord. He helped me up. When my foot, you see, we're not talking about nobody else. We're not pointing the finger at nobody else. We needed the mercy of God to rewrite our lives because our foot was slipping in sin. Discouragement, bewilderment, faithlessness, unbelief, corruption. 
Thy mercies, O Lord. Held me up. It is God's mercy. Amen. It is God's mercy that holds us and keeps us and protects us and God. It is his mercy. When we walk out there, when you're on your way to work, yeah, my wife always say this and it's true. She said some people go out to work, never come back home. Did you hear me? Some people leave out their door, kiss their wives, their girlfriends, their children, or whatever, and they go out that door, close the door behind them, on their way to work. Some never make it to work. Some die on their way to work. Some die on their way home. I ain't kidding you. I ain't making this up. We're living in an age where we really, 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 truly need God's mercies. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I'm not a, I already know I'm not a famous singer or a good singer, but that song is sure in my heart. Mercy rewrote my life. Amen. This scripture talks about our foot slipping. We live, we losing hope. We losing ground. We need God's mercy. We need that mercy to hold us up so we make our destination. Oh, y'all ain't hear me today. We need God's mercy to help us make our destination. Ah, oh, people, people, to people, people don't understand what I'm saying here. We need God's mercy to help us make our next donation. My foot slipped. I messed up. You know the problem with preachers? They're not honest. They're not truthful. I've watched many famous TV preachers lie right in the pulpit. I mean, lie. Instead of saying I messed up, I, I'm going to step down. I know I messed up. But see, they should already got it correct when they messed up, not try to cover it up. See, it's a different. They twist up the word. They twist up cover up and mess up. See, you mess up is one thing. You got it. Let me explain something about David or you turkeys out there to run around and say, I want to be like David. Let me make it plain to you since you don't understand. David did not repent until the prophet came and told him he did it. But David already knew he sinned. David was only quick to repent when he was busted. He didn't try to cover it up. Once he got busted, he said, I sinned against the Lord. But before the prophets came, David went hotty, 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 hotty about his business, even though he sinned and didn't wrong. So God said, look at this dude. He claimed me after my heart. But yet he's going to continue on. Let me send somebody straight him out. He'll get right. So stop saying you want to be like David and get right when you mess up. Don't wait. No, wait till some prophet or uh, some guy like me got to come on and say, yeah, to the Lord, say unto you, thou house sin. Huh? You don't need nobody to come tell you that. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing for somebody to come and tell you you messed up when you could have got away right after you messed up. And sometimes if you were brain, you wouldn't have to mess up. Well, might as well tell the truth. Uh, besides, I'm on video. I, I, I'm on live stream. Y'all can't come through it and get me. 
But a lot of you big name preachers, y'all lie. I didn't do nothing. They lied on me. Listen, don't play with God. Do not play in his pulpit. Don't be a fool. Okay? Don't be a fool. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll re-exalt you in due time. It's shameful because you damn it a flock. You damn it like the sheep when you lie and scam. And then they, they're in your corner. And then when they find out you were lying all the time, you destroy them. Now humble yourselves when you mess up and get right. Don't wait for nobody to come and tell you messed up. And you men out there running around sleeping with those boys in the church, you need to get your head examined. I'm messing with kids. Call yourself a man of God, woman of God. Y'all need to get your head examined. Make sure you can find out if you're really, you know, all there. Got some devil got you doing all that stuff, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't beat around the bush. The devil got you doing all that. You sleeping with the boys in the church and the girls in the church and you still shouting glory. You done been deceived. <clears throat> you need God's mercy. You need to repent and step down. Oh, I'm nice, right? <laughs> but you better get back. Verse 18 of Psalm 94 says, When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercies, O Lord, held me up. That's, that's the thing. You acknowledge and you need God's help. Amen. You ain't covering up your sin. People wonder why there's no mercy shown them because you won't stop your mess. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. You say, you love God, but you won't stop your mess. You won't ask him to deliver you. I already know some people that said they don't want to be delivered. They happy the way they are, but they're going to be lost. God don't change. His mercies never changes. He said, I'm the Lord, thy God that changeth not. Amen. He don't change. Come on, beloved, wake up. God don't change. He's not like us. He's not like us. Uh, it's hot outside today. It might rain tomorrow. Some of us are like the weather. I might be good today. Tomorrow might be bad. I might be all right the next day. I might scam up some new plan. That's how some of us are. That song, Mercy's rewrote my life. How to play a part in your life. I'm telling you. Mercies have to play a part in your life that will rewrote your life. If your life is still going the same way the day you became a teenager and don't understand it, oh, oh my goodness. Some people are like that. They have never, ever they go to church. I always talk about one of the brothers in the church. I always talk about his story, about how he went to the church. He was faithful in the church. He was a counselor in the church. He done all kinds of stuff in the church. Good stuff, good stuff. And one day the pastor called him out and told him he wasn't saved. He needed to get right with God. So everybody in the church that thought the pastor had lost his mind now. Told him, son, you need to get right with God. You're not right. <clears throat> so everybody looking at the pastor. Now, pastor had lost his mind. Everybody knows this boy saved. And the boy said, I'm not saved. He told the person, I'm not saved. They're like, what do you mean you ain't saved? 
How can you not be saved? You do this, you do that, you're a counselor, you do all this stuff. You need to know the people too. So I've been doing that because my mama. My mama raised me to be faithful to church and do the things I need to do in church and all that. My mother raised me that way. But I never accepted Christ as my personal savior. Everybody was shocked. The Bible says that you see the light. Walk there in you. I don't know why God impressed on me so much that they constantly discuss the thing about personal relationship. God is not interested in a giant congregation relationship. He's interested in individual relationships with everybody in that congregation. The Bible said, God said, all souls are mine. But you don't have to wind up with them eternally if you choose to live like the devil. If you choose to stay in your sins and not repent of your sin and accept Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. My foot slipped and thy mercy, O Lord. Help me up. I, that, that's, that's beautiful. God's mercy is capable of holding you up and keep you from sinking in the mud. You ever notice how people go all the way, all the way, all the way down? They go deep down. And then there's some people that mess up and they're like balances out and then they pull out and get themselves together. It's mercy. It's, I'm telling you, it's mercy. I think of me being sick with the virus, <clears throat> being bedridden and all, all that was going on in my life with the virus. It's only mercies I'm here. I did nothing special, nothing at all. When I was going, uh, I finally started getting a little better. And uh, my wife took me, we sat in the car, they did the, the tests. And the first test, the lady gave me, they couldn't find no oxygen in me with the thing that they do. It was very low. Might as well say I had no oxygen. And then, they, then they, I said, no, nah, no. Nah. They say, they were talking about somebody I had to go to mercy. I wasn't going nowhere. Right then, I wasn't able to do anything for myself anyway, but I was relying on God. So all of a sudden, she did another test with my finger. And she said, you got oxygen. I was kind of laughing, even though I couldn't really talk or laugh much. But it was kind of funny. I'm saying, of course I have oxygen in me. I'm breathing. <laughs> but they meant in another term. Right. They meant another term, another medical term that the oxygen was the right. <clears throat> I learned a little something that day because I never heard about that. I didn't know about that. But there was nothing on no doctor. That's one thing I can say. It was nothing on me. I can say that. It was nothing on my wife. I can say that. It was only on God's mercy brought me through because many people had to send us in a totally exact state with me. Die. Did you hear what I said? I'm never in a total exact state. I was and die. And God's restored me. Oh, glory. God restored me. Hallelujah. God restored me. I didn't have to be restored. Oh. I'm not making this up. I'm telling you the state of the virus that was on me, I would never want nobody to go through the horrible. And to make the matter worse, I'm not a person that gets sick. I'm not a person that gets sick. Ah, oh, for little adults, you hear, dear. That's a, I don't ever be really sick. 
It's only God's mercy that kept me. Amen. Ain't nothing all good on me. You see, you got to get this right. It wasn't nothing good about me. That on me that I deserve to be spared. I ain't see where I deserve to be spared. I ain't seen nothing. Some of these pastors that big giant church and this stuff and they died. You know, we should never take God's grace and mercy for granted. We shouldn't. We should be grateful for his mercy. We should be grateful that they're active and they're there to help us. Other than that, we make fools of ourselves thinking we're psyching God. One of the problems is people lack faith in God. And trust. The problem with that is, I want to tell you this. A lot of people only go to God when they have big giant issues. And he don't move for them the way they want and when they want. So they, they begin become doubtful. You got to learn to involve God. The Bible says, listen to me. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Include God in every aspect of your life. I'm even talking about your so-called fake love life. Include God in your love life, in your home life, in your family life, in your job life, in your financial life, and let God direct your path. And then you'll see different miracles and you'll see different victories in your life. And then when it comes time for something big, you'll have faith to trust him to bring you through. You can't go to God when you got a big giant issue where you never seen him move for nothing small. My pastor say once you get one of them victories on your about you could get more. You know you could get more. But when you go to God only when you can, you do everything on your own, all of a sudden you got a big issue. You want to go to God. Ha, ha, ha. God ain't moving. He ain't getting involved. But you don't include him in nothing. Mercy. We need it. Every day. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 62. Psalm 62 and 12. Psalm 62 and 12. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou re renderest every man according to his work. Did you hear that? Let me read again. <clears throat> also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest every man according to his work. Isn't that something? If your works ain't right before God, the Bible said that you, uh, even a child is known by his way, whether or not it be right or wrong. Our works tell on us whether mercy that we from God are be rendered and given unto us. That's what the scripture says right here. Listen to this. I'll read it again. Psalm 62 and 12 said, Also unto thee, O Lord, Belongeth mercy, for thou renders every man according to his works. Not the building. Not 500 people in the building having service. Each man, woman, boy, and girl. God render his mercy according to your works of the life you live. Oh, you thought I was talking about you helping out in the church, right? And you running revivals, right? I'm not talking about that. 
the works of the life you live, how you conduct yourself in your life, how you live your life. <laughs> not how much you help the pastor. Now about not how much you clean the church bathroom to be seen. None of that stuff. But the works of the life you live, truthfully live. That's the thing about God. God knows how we live when we alone. God knows all the corrupt things we do when we alone. God knows if we sit in the corner and cry, act like a little baby when everything goes wrong. He knows. He sees. And he tells. But that's something to think about, beloved. That is something to think about that God renders every man according to his works, his mercy. Amen. Every man is rendered God's mercy based off their works, whether or not they be right or wrong. We need to live a life where God can be pleased with us, not sometimes, but all the time. The problem is we're too busy trying to impress people. That's not going to move God. That will never move the living God. That will never touch him. That will never meet the needs. Never, 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 never. That will never meet the needs. Amen. God's mercy. The Bible said, what would it profit a man if he gained all the world? He's not talking about the planet. He's talking about all the wealth, all the success, all the fancy home, and turn around and lose his soul. Amen. That's why we need mercy. God said he rendered mercy to every man according to his works. Not somebody else. That's just something to think about. God renders every man according to their works, not somebody else. <clears throat> Growing up as a little boy, I remember my grandmother. We went to a Methodist church. So the women in the church had this thing going. I didn't understand it, but I heard about it. They would try to outdo each other singing on the choir, who could sing the best and the loudest, and who had the longest hair and all this kind of stupid stuff. My grandmother used to crack me up. I'll tell you a little joke about my grandmother. My grandmother used to wash her hair with kerosene oil. Her hair used to be glittering and pretty. I'm not lying. She used to, that's how I know about kerosene oil. My grandmother used to go oh, with all in her hair. <laughs> and my wife said, distract her much. She went out and smoke. <laughs> Well, that never happened, but that's what my grandmother did. <clears throat> that's how I know about kerosene oil. Believe me, thank God she never tried it or not. <laughs> well, her hair was always beautiful. And then the church she went to, they wasn't focusing on serving God. They were focused on who could outsing each other. And who was going to marry the pastor? Well, the pastor wanted to marry the witch. That was funny. That's a whole other story. That's another story, and then it's true. The problem here was their focus couldn't receive God's mercy because their works wasn't right. 
You see, when God rendered every man according to his marriage, his, his works, it got to meet up with the requirements that God has. Now, here's the thing. God gives us a roadmap in the Bible of what we should do. And if we don't meet those requirements, we ain't getting their mercies. I'm telling you. I'm not making that up. It's a sad thing. He rendered every man according to his work. He rendered every man's mercy according to their works. According to the works that you do, how you live, how you conduct yourself. Because people nobody with you 24 hours a day. That's why I tell parents, stop telling, telling people my child never do nothing. You ain't with your child 24 hours a day. My mama wasn't with me that 24 hours a day. Thank the Lord for that. I would have never gotten some of the crazy stuff I gotten. I would have never had some some serious crazy fun when I was a kid. I did some crazy things when I was a kid. <laughs> Thank goodness my mother was around. They were straight. What? Kidding me? I remember one day I was, uh, and me and my friend, we was in a uh, shopping cart, and he was going real fast down the road with it, and he hit a bump. I went flying out of that car, like the shopping cart, like Superman. It was so funny. I thought, it's a bang. I went, woo, the air. It was so funny. Oh, yes, I bust my behind, too. <laughs> if my mama was there, I would have never been in that car. I wasn't flying, wasn't flying through the air, okay? I wouldn't miss that excitement. But that would have never had. She would have took a twitch to my behind in a minute. <laughs> but <clears throat> I try to tell people, parents, that you're not. You you stop lying and say you know everything your child going to do. You don't. Because a lot of times children have friends that persuade them. Nobody persuaded me to do that. I wanted to do that. I wanted him to push me, but oh, I didn't know I was going to go flying out of it. I have to, if I knew I wouldn't have done it. But I thank God for his mercies on my life, through my lifetime. How God has blessed me and guided me and kept me in the midst of all the stuff that has been going on. That's why when I started message, I, every Bible study, the Bible said, I think, I think, what did I say? Um, I thank God for what he's doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on, because God's mercy. His mercy is constantly being extended to us each day. And we need to be thankful for it. Let's move on. Let's go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. And verse 13. James chapter 2 and verse 13 says, I want you to listen to this verse. <clears throat> James chapter 2, verse 13 said, For he shall have judgment without mercy that have shown no mercy. And mercy rejoices against judgment. I'm going to read it again. <clears throat> James chapter 2, verse 13 says, for he shall have judgment without mercy to have his show no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. Ah. See? See what I'm talking about? Everybody not receiving mercy? If you have not shown no mercy when judgment falls, there will be no mercy shown to you. I'm going to say it again. If you have not taken the time to show other people mercy when judgment falls on you, there will be no mercy 
shown to you. A thought came to my mind about some of the uh, um, politicians and bankers and preachers when they get busted. They get on TV and they do the normal routine. It's like they all get together for that one. They practice this. And they get on there and they cry. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. The, the, the preachers are the worst one. They get big. Oh, 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 oh. I, I've seen it and I felt my family. And I, they, uh, just, they practiced it. Because while they were doing all that mess all the time, they wasn't thinking about their family and they wasn't thinking about messing up before God. They were having a good time doing their dirt. Amen. <laughs> The bankers and all the politicians, the politicians go, oh, 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 I have filled. Uh, they don't even talk about the congestions. The people that voted for them, they say, I have filled my family. That's why they don't get no mercy, because they don't show mercy in their dealings. You, you got to humble yourself. I'm serious. You really got to humble yourself. You got to be honest with your. See, the problem is people not honest with themselves. Amen. You got to be truthful with yourself. For you can be truthful with God. You want God to love you? You got to love yourself. Amen. This scripture is true. It says, He that have showed no mercy in judgment, he'll be shown none. You're not going to be shown a drop. Oh, the Lord just brought a thought to me. Him that knows to do good and do it not, it becomes sin. Him that do, do uh, those to do good that, have, uh, that would have would receive more stripes on his back because he knew better what he was doing. When you know to do good and do it not, it becomes sin. Amen. I'm telling you, you want God's mercy, you need to straighten up. Fly right. People want God to do all these great things. <clears throat> then get mad when he don't, but you got to line up with what his word says. We want God to bless us this and bless us that and give us this and bless us with that. Oh, 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 oh. it's like a broken record. <clears throat> you don't show mercies to nobody. You don't care about nobody else but yourself. Oh, you might care about your family, but sometimes people don't even care about their family. It's about me, 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 myself and I, me, myself and I. They got people at Christmas time. They buy them something. They buy me a gift, myself a gift, and I a gift. <laughs> me, myself, and I. <clears throat> Mercy. No judgment is good without mercy. Amen. You don't want to be judged without mercy. Can I tell you something? Sometimes we make mistakes and uh, we don't realize. It. That's why you have to treat everybody right. This is really important. You got to treat everybody fair. I didn't say go out of your way for everybody and break your neck to do stuff. I said treat people fair as you want to be treated. Amen. Show mercy the way you want mercy to be shown to you. Reaping and sowing. Show mercy to those around you. Show mercy to people like you would want to be shown to you. Well, if you don't show no mercy, you know what's going to happen to you. Let's move on. Let's go to Hosea chapter 12, 10. 
Hosea chapter 10. Back in the book of Hosea. Chapter 10 and verse 12. Now listen to this verse. Look at that verse. It says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness and reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. One more time. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness and reap mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. So to the church in righteousness. No, it don't say that. It says, so to yourself, not nobody else. So to yourself in righteousness. What is he saying? So right living. So you can reap it in mercy. I'm going to say it again. So the life you live in is right. Do it. Treat the people right. Doing right. Taking care of the ministry you're part of. Walking before God. So to yourself in righteousness. So to yourself in righteousness means living right, treating people right, and then doing what you're supposed to do. Not what somebody else is supposed to do. But most people want everybody else. Yeah, but they aren't. So to yourself in righteousness, not corruption, and you'll reap mercy. And then the Lord in his scripture goes on to say something interesting. He said to break up your fallow ground. The ground of the life you live needs to be toiled. The ground on which you live on needs to be toiled. It need to be fixed. It need to be toiled. It need to be broken up. So you can please back. So you can uh, uh, plant seeds of righteousness. Break up that fallow ground, that dirty ground, that no ground ground. And then he says something else. After you break up that fallow ground, it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. But mercy, because he wants to rain down righteousness on you. Amen. He wants to rain down right living upon you. Oh, my goodness. That's exciting. God wants to rain down mercies on you. God wants to rain down mercies on you. Yeah, he wants to rain down righteousness on you. Break up your fallow ground. I don't know how some of y'all live. <clears throat> I don't know where some of y'all live. No, most of y'all. But one thing is sure. You got to break up your fallow ground. So God can rain down righteousness on your life. Amen. On your life, not my life. I got to do my part. You got to do yours. So to yourself, that the scriptures say, in righteousness. Amen. Has nothing to do with nobody else. People go to church pointing the finger to everybody else, minding everybody else's business. 
When all the churches open back up, they're going to go back and still do that. They even watch TV churches and point thinking that people are still wild and right yourself. <laughs> it's foolish. That's foolish. That's foolish. You got six, to six months to mind your business and six months to leave yours alone. Imagine a business owner. Listen to this. Imagine somebody that owned a, a deli. They own a deli. And they spend six months watching the neighbors across the street do business. They sit outside. And they watch the people across the street do their business the first six months. <clears throat> then the next six months, they're looking at the people on the other side, on their side, they got their little uh, fruit stand. And they watch them, they another six months. The whole year has went by and they haven't made a dime. Because they took six months to watch Joe's business, six months to mass married business, there was no time to watch them. There was no time to gain customers. There was no time to help customers because they were mind everybody else's business. Amen. And that's what's wrong with most people. This is why God says so righteousness to yourself. Mind your business. Mind your spiritual life for you. Mind your spiritual walk for you. I'm going to keep telling y'all this. Friendship with the world is enemy against God. Ask God to give you friends. Walk before God. Some of them people that you know will want to get right. Some of them. Probably not all of them. But you got to do what's right. You got to sow to yourself in righteousness. You can't be going to the bar with them. You cannot do that. Say you say. They're going to know you're a hypocrite. You gambling and drinking and carrying on with them and doing all this stuff, cursing and swearing and dirty jokes. They know you're not saved. They know you're a hypocrite. And you call yourself, you're going to talk to them about the Lord. That goes in one ear, I'll come out the other, I'll go right over their head. So they know you're phony. You ain't the real McCoy. They want the real McCoy, they're going to go find somebody they know that's just right. <laughs> and they sure won't call on you to pray for them, that's for sure. <laughs> now I want to get the prayer through. They don't want you to pray for them because you can't get one for yourself. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Look at that verse. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Let me read it one more time. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. Let us individually Therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace before God. Let us boldly, I'll read it again. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, the great, the throne of God, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. Remember what I told you early in the message? <clears throat> you got to include God in the small things in your life. Before you talk about including them in a big thing. 
I'm that serious. People want God to help them with cancer, but they want to ask God to help them make decisions on their finances. I don't need him to help me with that. I know everything on my own. That's why you're in a mess you in. I don't need him to help me pick no wife or husband. That's why you're in the mess you in. Ask me a soap and God telling them you don't need them. But when something big come up, oh, God, help me. He says, so to yourself in righteousness first. We should be able when we walk before God, we can come boldly before his throne of grace and obtain mercies and find grace to help us in the midst of what we're going through. And you're going to go through some stuff. Oh, yes, you are. We're going to go through some stuff. Some others to win. Some people go through more stuff than others. All the pain. Today's message is part two of mercy. The question remains, are you sowing righteousness to obtain God's mercy? Are you allowing God to show you mercy? <clears throat> are you that generation that fear God? And if mercy goes from generation to generation, are you that generation? Amen. Are you that generation that where God's mercy will flow from you to the next generation below you? Are you that generation? Are you that generation where God wants to work with you, through you, and for you, and in the midst of you? That song I sung, Mercy's Rewrote My Life, it's true. We got to want to serve God. Not just look for him to do stuff and then get upset when he don't do it. He doesn't work outside of his word, beloved. God has never worked outside of his word, beloved. He doesn't do that. Man has made up stories that God do anything you say. He does not. Does not, will not, cannot, can't work outside his word. If there's one of you today that do not know the Lord and the pardon of your sins and have the mercy of God on your life. Let us pray now that Christ was coming to your life and save and deliver you. Bow your head and repeat after me. It's a simple prayer. <clears throat> if you believe it, Christ coming to your life. You accept it. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to save me. Have mercy on me. Come into my life. Come into my heart and save me. Become my Lord and my personal savior. I surrender my life to you right now. I ask that you guide and direct me each day that I receive your mercy. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and rising on the third day and sitting on the right hand of God, Father. I thank you for coming into my life. I thank you for saving me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, beloved. If you believe the prayer, accept it. Christ comes into your life. <clears throat> That's all we could do is give you God's word. That's not. That's only thing can save us, deliver us. But God's word. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at eight fifteen. Right here. Come back. 
and enjoy the Lord with us, but get God's mercy active in your life. Each day and two Wednesday night, I'll see you. God bless.